Yeah, man. Right there with the Papa door looking like a Tony <laughs> Soprano. Hey, Martin Rizzo is coming in, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, he's the reason that we know Simon Rex personally because he's the one that recognized you immediately when we were doing that show in Tempe, Arizona. That's right. <clears throat> right, Martin? Yo. Yeah, yeah. I remember I saw him because I, I was at the pool. Then I saw you at the pool, and I was like, wait, that's Simon Rex, man. Dirt nasty. Yeah. Hey, stop yelling at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey. No. Hey, uh, yeah. We were looking that, for you all night after the show to go hang out. Yeah. That, we didn't hang out, though, did we? No. 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 And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was, man, that was years ago. But uh, it's funny because you said to me, you go, hey, man, you should do the podcast. Five years later, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> took, a, took a minute. Uh, yeah, you're so, uh, we, we just got back from Phoenix, Arizona. We you were love at the, at the Stand Up Live Comedy Club. We did oh, so they're doing they're doing they're doing like state like spaced out <laughs> shows in Arizona. Yeah. That's cool. They're limited show with no hanging out. Yeah. How's the how's the shows going? Is it weird because it's not so crowded? What's it like? Wow, um, it's it's weird, man, because those people have like a a, a partition, like like they're visiting you in county jail, you know. <laughs> a Pepsi glass. A Pepsi glass. And yeah, man, and you gotta Bread. wear a mask when you go to the restroom. You're supposed to wear it during the show, but some people, um, I don't know, man, they just want to not wear it, right? Yeah, they're not into it, dude. You know what I mean? I guess it's a stance. Yeah, yeah we don't even need to go down that road, guys. Fuck politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least I spars up my wife, the producer of the year, right Hi. here. Hello. What's Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are Hi, guys. You? How are you? I'm good. We got Simon Rex. We, we actually have a friend who actually lives in um, Joshua Tree, right? Eddie. Who? Uh, we have. He's a real good friend, Rodrigo. <laughs> your buddy who lives in Joshua. Tree. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Like Eddie. Uh, I was like Eddie. Who's Eddie, dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he lives over there by Pioneer Town. That's yeah. I live kind of near there too. Oh, he wow. sells lumber. Uh, uh, he sells firewood. Oh shit! Oh, shit. I need to I need to meet him because that's I live off grid, so I live in a shipping container house, and it's off grid like in the middle of nowhere. So I've I've solar panels, and I have no heat or AC, so everything stays warm with the the fireplace, right? So my whole life now revolves around wood. I'm learning like which wood burns better, which ones you know smells better. I was crazy shit. I'm turning into a real man, and. Uh, <laughs> What's crazy is that it's really cold out there. People don't know. It's the high desert. It's like 30 degrees at night, and I'm in a metal glass box, and it's like if the fireplace ain't going, you're in your jacket and beanie in your house. It's fucking crazy. And so- Sounds like my childhood. <laughs> yeah, you're just reliving your childhood. And 
And then, it's like, yeah, it's just a trip. And then, like, you have to figure out the wood that burns overnight because when you go to bed, the, the it has to burn all night to stay warm. So sometimes you got to get up in the middle of the night and start the fire again. It's crazy. Yeah, the, our friend Jerry, he built a home inside one of those silver mines. Oh, sweet. What's Pioneer, what's Pioneer Town like? Is it still old school? Like old? It doesn't look like a Pioneer Town? Yeah, Pioneer Town used to shoot movies there back in. Oh, sorry to cut you off. They're, they're, I, I know more than you. They used to shoot. <laughs> I, I live there. <laughs> oh, you live there? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. You oh, live there. Uh, <laughs> so basically, it's like they used to shoot movies out there. So there's these old Western facade like movie sets that they actually opened as stores now. So you could go through this old like oh, wow. town with the horses tied up and the old Western oh. shit. It's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's by yeah. that uh, ghost That's town, right? Or something like that? Calico? I don't know. Calico. That's the haunted town, right? It's a ghost? It's abandoned or something? Yeah, they have like uh, turquoise mines over there. Wow. Like this, right? Yeah, this is all, it is. It's all like old uh, tiny stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly That's it. it. Right there. That's cool. What's up? Food for anybody that bought tickets for Alexandria, Virginia, all 50 of you guys that <laughs> bought tickets ahead of time. The show has been postponed, man. Hopefully after the inauguration, man, and we'll have an awesome show. Also, man, <clears throat> good news, you know, change the subject. I'm going to be on Superstore tomorrow night. Yeah, man. I think I'm in that episode, unless you know how Hollywood is. They might cut me, but I'm, in, I'm on Superstore. <laughs> What's Superstore? What's that? It's like the office, but uh, a Walmart. In like a Walmart store. Oh, what's it it's, on? I need a new it, show. What, what's, it, it, is it on? what's it on? It's on NBC, but it's NBC. been on for six years. So uh, <laughs> you can find it on Hulu. They show all the episodes. I got Hulu. Yes. I got Hulu. Felipe shows up every now and then. He's done a, quite a few this season, actually. I just want to. I just want to see Felipe in it. <laughs> Watch. Look for the Christmas Superstore episode. I think that's that's a good one. Okay. I'm also in that Polly Shore movie Guest House. What, say you. Your what hurts? That Polly Shore <laughs> movie. Oh. Oh. You. Oh. You just did that. Guest House. I play a priest. Of course you did. <laughs> I like. I got a call. Hey, buddy. You want to be in a movie? Like, oh yeah. Come on, man. Right now. Lines, and the next day, boom. You got to get it right now while there's not much work going on. You got to get it. Yeah, I was lucky, man. I did it like last year before the pandemic. All oh, he puts on the pressure. He, he pressures people into doing the show. Or a movie, I mean. So, well, I, well, why aren't you in Joshua Tree right now? Oh, I'm in, because uh, here's the deal, man. So I live out there by myself, and you got to understand, I'm in the middle of nowhere down a dirt road, and I grew up in San Francisco my whole life, lived in New York, L.A., so I'm used to, like, being around millions of people. So now I live out in the middle of nowhere for a year. I bought it right before the pandemic hit. I got this little crib, middle of nowhere, just to – I bought it with the intention to get away on the weekends from the madness and then rent it out when I wasn't there. Then COVID hit, so I moved there full time, and I'm tripping out because I just sit there alone in the middle of nowhere. You hear animals – there's rattlesnakes. I'm catching rattlesnakes and shit. I, I, man, it's wild. I caught the fattest rattlesnake that could have killed me. I got the whole outfit with the, like, the shin guards and, and the grabber, <laughs> like, a, a thing that problem. Yo, I'm way out of my comfort zone, but I fucking love it because I'm such a bitch my whole life. I'm always used to, like, turn the AC to 70 degrees, order Thai food. Now I'm out there, like, cooking, making a fire. It's crazy. 
Eating iguanas. Cool. <laughs> huh? I said eating iguanas. Yeah, <laughs> man. Snakes. Uh, it might come to that. Um, <laughs> every few days after solitude, you start to go kind of crazy. Like I start talking to myself. I'm talking back to the TV. Um, so I start to need social interaction. So I'll come to L.A., into fucking COVID city to see friends and fucking just to socialize and hang out. And it's just like, wow, it's such a different world, you know? Yeah. You're going to hang out with Jerry, man. He's a, he's a drummer, ex drummer of that band Voodoo Glow Schools. He lives out there in, in um, Pioneer. It's Eddie. No, Jerry. Little rascal. He's a lead guitarist. Hey, you guys should come out. It's only a couple hours away. Was a drummer. And we'll all meet up and hang out and have dinner or something. Yeah, come over there. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's, cool. That's yeah, what I, he says. He says it's gorgeous out there. It's I've been nice. over there, but I've never been to Joshua Tree. I've been to um, some trailer park place. There, you know there, what? Didn't we? Look, we started to go to Joshua Tree years ago. In the, got too when I had that, yeah, I had that little car and I was afraid. My tires were gonna pop because it was so fucking hot. It was like a hundred. I don't know. It's like a hundred twenty out there, something Damn. like that. Damn. And yeah. so we drove in like forty five minutes. We didn't see anything yet, and I was like, I don't know if my car, if my tires are gonna make it out here. And I, we turned around. I was too scared. Well, you guys come out with. You have a new car by now. I have. We have a nice car now. <laughs> come out sometime. We'll kick it with Eddie. Very. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jerry, man. He sells them, them desert art. That's dope. Yeah. Hey, man. All the weirdos, like, and it's the compliment. All the weirdos end up out there to do art and get the fuck away from everything and just get weird and, like, have some land. It's it's really cool, man. Does everybody there have, look, look like they look like they live at the floor, like they live in the Florida Keys? Like, their face is all red and. Yeah. Yeah. People are sunburned leather. Yeah, there's some leathered ass people up out there for sure. Not to it, bring up uh, politics, but they, some of those people look like the people that stormed the Capitol. So yeah, there's, no, bro, look at the ones that fell out the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. It's okay. So the thing about it out there, it's like Austin or Asheville or or like uh, um, you know certain cities that are super conservative. Right, and then you have super hippie crystal yoga shop, you know, meditation scene too. So you'll be in a little restaurant, and there'll be some yoga teacher and a farmer, and I love it. I think Nashville's like that too right now. Yeah. It's yeah. in that, and it, it's changing, you know, demographics. Because yeah. all they don't like it, all the hipsters move in and do art and sell crystals and yeah. all the. <laughs> Nashville's the bomb, huh? <laughs> Uh, what, what's the closest uh, grocery show, uh, store from you? At least. Uh, about 20 minutes. So okay. when you, you got to re- stay on point. Like when you go to the supermarket, I've never been the dude to make a grocery list. I, I'm, now you got to make a list because if you're halfway home, you're like, fuck, I forgot the milk. You know, you got to turn back. You got to milk the cow, eh? You yeah. got to make a menu. Make a menu and a list every week. <laughs> Yeah, it's a trip, but I like it. What about what about Amazon Prime? Do they deliver there? To my P.O. box, because where I live, there's no mailbox. There's no garbage. I got to drive my garbage 20 minutes to take it out. There's no telephone poles. <laughs> there's no nothing. It's just pitch black, dirt road. 
You see the Milky Way at night. There's no light pollution. You don't hear anything. I saw nice. there's mountain lions and shit. It's wild, man. That's cool. Yeah. Are you, you have are internet you? out there? Yeah. So when I bought it off the dude, he was like, look, you, there's no, your phone, the phone don't work for like 15 minutes dirt <laughs> road to get to my house. So that whole ride, you have no phone. And then we get to my house. When I bought it, there was no service. So the dude who sold it to me, he's like, yeah, you could get a signal up on that rock like 100 yards away and t- make a text. I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. So I put, in, I, put in internet. I put internet in. So I lasted about two days. I was like, oh, this is cute. Yeah, you get off the grid, no phone. After two days, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, my brother lives in rural, a rural part of Ohio, and he had a, a hard time getting internet service cable out there. It was tough. Yeah, you need that shit. Get a pigeon, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can get you a plumber out there in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So James, I'm James, not James. James is, I'm just staring at James's shirt. He's got the plaid on again. <laughs> um, Simon, where'd you grow up? Where'd you, where are you from? The I'm Bay from Area. North, I'm from All Northern Bay Area. I'm from the Bay. I grew up in San Francisco, Berkeley, Oakland area. You're a Raider fan? No, I'm actually a Niners fan because when I was zero to 10, I had Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. So I was yeah. a little kid. One of my earliest memories was winning the Super Bowl in like 84, 85, something like that. Maybe 83. I don't even remember. Yeah, man. 85. So I'm Niners. Niners, bro. Four in yeah, a row. For real. So then when I moved to the East Bay, when I was like 11, the Raiders were in L.A. So I'm stuck. I'm sticking with my Niners, you know? Where'd they go? <laughs> That's how it goes. And when you're in the Bay, you can't root for both. You got to pick one. You can't be an A's and a Giants fan. You got to pick one. You can't be a Raiders. And so I stuck with my Niners, and then I became an A's fan. Yeah, man. You, you, you can't be a hardcore Los Angeles Angel fan and then a, a hardcore Los Angeles Dodger fan. You got to pick one, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's two-faced. I know. <laughs> one time one time we were at Angel Stadium for because the Dodgers were on. We're playing, and I'm sorry, this my stupid Alexa keeps coming up. Uh, the Dodgers were playing, and some guy was selling merch, right? Was selling souvenirs for the Angels, and he was a fan. And he comes up to Felipe, and he like handed him his big harness of merch, you know, that big old like sturdy harness that's got like teddy bears and all this yeah. stuff all over it. Nice. And Felipe wow. put it on and took a picture with him. And he got so much shit from Dodger fans for just putting that guy's merch uh, harness on his You're not a real body. Dodger fan, puto. I guess yeah, you're going to start selling Angels merch now. <laughs> yeah, hey, um, being a, De- a Dodgers and an Angels fan is like being a Democrat and a Republican. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being a member of Congress, huh? Hey. Hey, it's like it's like being a a, veg- a vegan and a beef eater. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, a beef a vegetarian, bro. I do that. I eat vegetables and meat. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up, bro. So, uh, what do you do? What do you eat out there, man? Like roadkill or go to the supermarket? Muskrat. I go to the farmers market and I get like my week's worth of grass fed, you know, local meat, and then I just get my. And I learned how to cook this pandemic. I never knew how to cook before. And so now I'm forced to because I'm out in the middle of nowhere. So now I've learned how to make a good steak. I just usually just get like super easy, just like meat and like green shovel. And I'm cooking. I'm cooking. Can you grow anything out there? Like, is it too hot or too dry out there? 
Yeah, you can't just grow in the dirt up there, but you could do a greenhouse, which I'm going to do mm-hmm. eventually. So yeah. I'm going to make a greenhouse eventually, not for weed. <laughs> <laughs> so you're near Coachella? Yeah, my, like an hour away. That's And out there, that's close. Like if you got a neighbor, he's 30 minutes away. <laughs> have, you been, have you been to that date festival they have over there? Nah, but I love those date smoothies or the date shakes. Oh, man. Man. My first time ever, man, I ever been to that area. I did a show in Coachella, and they took me to a a Mexican restaurant after the show. The guy, the promoter, and I remember, man, like we ate, I ate one of my best shrimp cocktail and lemonade I ever had in a long time. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it was right next to a. It was weird because it was right next to a hotel that was that was that was like. Mm-hmm. Empty, and the swimming pool was empty. It was like um, I don't, it was like, I guess foreclosed. But the only thing that stood was that restaurant, and I, and then later on when I grew up, you know, the, as a comedian, I was thinking to myself, all right, that makes sense. That the restaurant was Sinaloa style Mexican food and maris and seafood. It's the only thing that opened there, but it was good, man. And, the guy that took us there, he was like the city councilman of Coachella, some Mexican guy. Yeah, there's there's Hispanics out there. And to go backwards to the empty swimming pool, there's nothing more sad than an empty jacuzzi that's dead, except the empty swimming pool is a little sadder. Yeah, it was dead, bro. Like it, it, like, it, it had no graffiti yet, but it was just dead. <laughs> like like uh, the, the, the jacuzzi, the... The the palm trees were still there. It was it was just closed, man. Like done. Yeah, Palm Springs is it's weird. The desert out there is kind of it's weird. It's like the end of the world, kind of like Mad Max world. There'll be some super nice modern hotel and then some grimy ass trailer park. It's a trip, man. It's a whole nother world. I never thought I'd end up in the desert, man. My whole life I lived right by the ocean. But I like it, man. Mix it up, you know, try something different. It is hot over there, man. I went there one time. In Palm spot. Springs, and it was 122, three degrees. Damn, dude, yeah, it's so hot out there. The set melted. Dude, I, it was, it's so hot out there. I saw a coyote selling Gatorades. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was bad. <laughs> so how did you, how did you okay. get started, man? Yeah, I was going to ask. It, uh, it's it's being, on, being on television and being uh, a superstar, <laughs> something you wanted as a kid, or... MTV Yeah, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say you know, super. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Felipe. I know that some people I've talked to, they say, "Well, I started promoting in high school, and then boom." Yeah, well, I wouldn't say superstar. I'm like medium star. <laughs> like I seen you at Dublin's back in the day. Damn, that was the spot. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day. Hey, remember karaoke and then comedy before. Bro, that was the best on Monday nights. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what did you do stand up back then? Were you there? I did, bro. I did. I started in like in 95. So I was already like getting warmed up by that time. Bro, okay. I used to do Latino night on Monday nights. And then um go do uh the comedy store, you know, for to get my, my heart broken, you know, bombed. But then I would go <laughs> hit up happy hour at Miyagi's from eleven thirty from eleven o'clock, eleven PM. So it closed. So I'll be like big pimping, bro, with 
was, um, you know, getting sushi at half off. Yeah, that's big. Well, that's me. And it was karaoke night there, too. Oh, that's dope. I did. I, I tried stand up for a minute and I went to, uh, I did stand up for a while in the LA New York circuit just to try it. And uh, I bombed really bad. And I did a spot at the Ha Ha Cafe and it was an all Hispanic night. And I was the only white comic there. And I got yeah, on stage and this was like right after Scary Movie was out. So people knew who I was because Scary Movies were so big, right? And the announcer was like, hey, man, give it up. This is my bad Hispanic racist accent. He's like, hey, man, give it up for the next comic. Uh, comic. He's from Scary Movie 3. And the crowd was like, yeah. And I come out and I just bombed, right? I just bombed. <laughs> and then at the end, the host comes back on. He's like, god damn, man, that shit sucked. What happened to that dude? And I was just, oh, it was death. Like, there's nothing worse than bombing. And there was dudes in the crowd with like LA tattooed on their face, like gangsters. And I was just up there, just like, what am I doing for? Yeah, I was, that's tough. I, I respect you, bro. That's a tough racket. Man, I took my I took my son to see that movie. Oh, I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, were, that, the one yeah. you were in? Yeah, Scary Movie and 3. Like, I, well, I did 3, 4, and 5, but I bet you saw Scary Movie 3. That was like the good one, I think. Yeah. I that was know, the like, house, right? The haunted house? No, that was one. No, with Tim Curry? I thought that was no, three. That, no. Okay, that must have been two. No, I, know. I watch it every night and cry. I know it very well. <laughs> <laughs> I think part three is the one that they make fun, fun of signs, right? Or like in the, you're oh, in the Leslie farm? Nielsen. Oh, right. No, I got to work with Leslie Nielsen, George Carlin, Charlie Sheen, Kevin uh, Hart. Bro, like I was just Chris Elliott, my favorite of all time. I was like, it was how a did you contain yourself, bro? I'll be like, dude, I was like, exactly. I had to like remember where you are, you know, act like you belong here, type oh, shit. Man. Really, I'm a fan. And then I remember, like, that's back when movies paid. So I did that movie and bought a fucking house. <laughs> like, the, that's like back the when movies paid. <laughs> man, was, that was in 2003. That was back in the day. And it was David Zucker who did Airplane Naked Gun. I grew up watching those movies, so I was in heaven, you know? Yeah, the, the Zucker brothers, didn't they buy it from buy the franchise from the Wayans, right? Isn't that what went down? The Wayans did one and two, and then the mm-hmm. Zucker three, four, five. Okay. But, oh, so going backwards a little bit. So I, I never wanted to be in show business. It kind of just fell in my lap. <clears throat> I was... Uh, I was living in LA. I'll give you the cliff notes. I was living in LA in like 93 and I was dating this girl and she was a model. And I went with her to one of her castings and I'm sitting in the waiting room with her two-year-old son. I'm way over my head. I'm 18 years old. She's 23. She's a beautiful girl I met at a rave in San Francisco. I was working at a potato sack factory in Oakland and I fucking quit my job to move in with this beautiful girl in LA and just see what happens. So I drive her to her auditions. She was trying to be a model. And I'm sitting in the room one day and the casting director's like, who's he? He's perfect for the jobs. Next thing you know, they fly me to Milan. Hey, so damn. In Milan. And then I get signed to this agency and then Paris and New York. So I start going Paris, New York, Milan, Paris, New York, Milan. And I'm just doing runway shows and hanging out with models. And I'm like, instead of going to college, I just went to Europe and New York and just got to be a pimp. And uh, no, I go to college after that. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that's, that's what you go to college for. <laughs> you well, got it all. Well, now I don't have an education, but I had a good time. And then I go to, uh, and then I lived in New York. And when I was there, there was a VJ named Kennedy. I don't know if you remember Kennedy. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's on. She's on Fox News now. <laughs> um, 
and she had a talk show and she had me on as a guest because there was this supermodel named Marcus Schenkenberg, who was like the male supermodel. And I remember him. Yeah, he couldn't do the rehearsal. So my agent sent me to go do the rehearsal with her. And the producers were like, hey, this guy's great. Let's give him a show. So MTV signed me. And I remember that when MTV signed me, they go, yeah, we want to give you your own thing to be a VJ. And I go, I've never done television. I've never announced anything. And I have no music knowledge at all. And they go, perfect. You're great for the job. (laughs) And next thing you know, I'm on MTV every day interviewing Tupac and fucking Howard Stern. And I'm just, you know, back then MTV was kind of the only place to go to. There was no internet, social media. Like the only place to see what's dope was like MTV after school. And I was on the three to four o'clock slot. So every one from high school, from school would go home and watch. And I was just sort of like, yeah, I got overnight attention. And then there's a director named Gus Van Sant. He did a good hunting. And so he saw me on MTV and he was like, oh, I want to read him for this movie. So I go in to meet Gus Van Sant and he has me read with Matt Damon for Goodwill Hunting. There was a little scene where there's a bully that he beats up. And so I'm reading the scene for my first time. I never acted. And I'm reading with Matt Damon and Gus Van Sant stops me and he goes, I got to stop you. That was the worst audition I've ever seen in my life. I was like, all right, I'm good. I've never done this before. Whatever. He goes, no, you got something. I'll send you to an acting school here in New York. So they send me to some like New York theater thespian, you know, acting class. And I was like, they didn't like me because I was the dude on MTV and they're all trying to be real. <laughs> and then, But they're also not getting paid. They're not working like you were. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And then I moved to L.A. like a year later and I just started booking all these acting gigs. So it all, long story short, it just kind of fell in my lap. I was never like, I want to do this shit. It just kind of happened. So here I am. Oh, yeah. You were on the Amanda Bynes show too, right? Yeah, I was on the Amanda Bynes show. It's called What I Like About You. It was on WB like early 2000s. And yeah, I, was I remember on- that. Real school. called Felicity and Jack and Jill. So WB back then or networks would give you a holding deal where they pay you X amount of money to hold you to not work on their networks. Those days are over. Because I was just on MTV. My stock was hot. So they're all like, let's give them a holding deal. So they basically paid me for like a few years to just put me on different shows. And I just, it was good. (laughs) Were you on um, after Cameron Diaz, Bill Bellamy? I don't. We, wait, on MTV? Yeah. Cameron I don't remember, Diaz. No, I don't think Cameron Diaz. Daisy Fuentes. Daisy Fuentes, you're thinking of. Yeah. Bro, that's racist, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember who was what time, but yeah. I just remember. I don't know that Polly Shore was like 19, the first one, right? He was yeah, 90, I think. Yeah, 90, 92. Right. He's 90 years old. Yeah, he's 90 years old now. Scuzzy, <laughs> <laughs> <Trusty>, bro. <laughs> Mad scuzzy. Everybody, everybody wants to know if Dirt Nasty is still going strong. Yeah, not going. Everybody strong. in the chat, in the chat here. Oh, All there's right. a chat. I don't do Dirt Nasty as much anymore, obviously, because COVID. There's no live shows, but for people that right. don't know what Dirt Nasty is, I do an alter ego where I do this really sleazy Hollywood rapper where I just talk shit. It's very offensive and comedic. And well, I think it's comedic. And <laughs> I, I basically, again, that was the same thing. This is a good lesson in life. Like the less you want it, the more it comes to you. Like you don't like, uh-huh. I, 
I don't know, man. I don't mean to sound all like spiritual because I'm in Joshua Tree, but the shit found me. It's like, don't chase women. Don't chase money. Let it come to you kind of on some Mr. Miyagi shit. And so I basically was just making, because, you know, as an actor in L.A., you're lucky to work six months a year. So half the year you're just sitting yeah. around, like, smoke weed and make beats and like, you know, <laughs> and fucking. And I, make I'm, beats. Yeah, I would have this little, I got a little studio and started making beats as a hobby. And then I met these rappers uh, named Mickey Avalon and Andre Legacy. Oh, I love Mickey Avalon. I didn't yeah, know he was in that group. Yeah, so we did a thing together. I produced a song called My Dick. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how I'm yeah. saying Me and Flea. That but song's I, big. That song got big, man. I remember in high school, that was humongous, dude. Dude, it went platinum. I just got my platinum plaque. It's one of the, maybe Damn. my It actors. went platinum? Yeah. It sold a oh million. my god! It had a million downloads over ten years. Actually, it was like thirteen years. On, it, it got a million downloads. <laughs> my manager called me a couple wow, years ago. Awesome. He's like, he's like, I got a surprise for you. And I come to the office, and he hands me a platinum plaque. And it's so funny because, like, I was just fucking around with my boys. We were never <laughs> like, we're gonna go platinum, we're gonna blow up. And then Mickey got signed to Interscope. Yeah. We're on tour with the Chili Peppers in Europe in front of soccer stadiums. We're like, what the fuck? We were just making beats in my spare bedroom. <coughs> and that, was that on MySpace? It yeah. got big as a MySpace? That's exactly what it was. So that's what blew us up was that Mickey was the first artist on MySpace records. And then they blew us up. And that's what got us in front of everybody was MySpace. Yeah, his song, uh, did the Jane Fonda came out around that time, I think, yeah. when MySpace was out. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Jane Fonda too. The Jane Fonda, I love that song. That's yeah. the story, like dance like Mick Jagger. You what? I don't know. You think Demir Pike did that? Similar to that, like dance like Mick Jagger or something like that. Oh, what his look? No, the, the song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of looks like Mick Jagger too. Like he wears makeup. No, like somebody a later on did a song similar to the song we're talking about, and he said, "Do the Mick Jagger." Oh, oh really? Moves yeah. like Mick Jagger. Moves like Jagger. Moves like Jagger. I don't know. I don't think that sounds like that. All right. I always thought it did. <laughs> Maybe because I always heard the other song, Stone and Loaded. <laughs> man, you sober up, man. Things start starting different. Stop, you know, like sounding differently. Like the first thing I noticed when I sobered up with, you know what? Why am I listening to Hank Williams Jr. and Sr.? <laughs> Why am I sitting in a fucking Volvo in Frogtown on Blake, halfway inside the Alley River, waiting for a black guy to come back with $20 worth of crack, and I've been sitting for, for three hours? Wow. So how, how long have you been sober? 11 years, going on 11. I thought you were stoned right now. <laughs> oh, well, that don't count. Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. That's LA. Well, that's, that's, that's the LA. only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing he, he uh, does. Yeah. No, I respect that. We no sleep. alcohol, no nothing. No. Did you ever get invited to a, a, a wild party like that where you say, whoa, man, I need to leave? Yeah, a lot of those. Uh, I actually went to Frogtown once and I bought a PCP dip cigarette and smoked it. And I went to this party. My boy's kind of a gangster. Like he's been in and out of prison. And he brings me to the hood and we're, I'm on Sherm in this party sitting on this hill. And it's all these gangsters and they're all vibing me because I'm like the white boy and I'm on Sherm. And I'm just like, get me the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's crazy, man. When like you, you see people you've seen like you recognize on television or you see them somewhere partying. I remember I was coming out of a place and I was buying like some bud. And then I saw that kid from that badass movie, uh, Bully. Oh, and yeah. Was, he passed away. Brad Renfro. Huh? Brad Renfro. Brad Renfro. Mm-hmm. And I fucked Brad Renfro. Check out the night to people, Brad Ren- Renfro. He, his first movie is App Student. And then... Um, App Pupil. App Pupil. And then he did um, The Client, I think. <laughs> Well, hey, when I went to that party, though, this was like in the 90s. So this wasn't when I, people knew who I was. I was just a white boy in the hood. So I was just getting weird vibes. And my boy's a white boy, but he looks Mexican. He's all tatted up and he's just got the L.A. shit, you know, and he just looks like he's just, you know, that dude. And we just it was just heavy. What happened there? Nothing. We just it looked like a cartoon. Everything looked like a cartoon. Somehow we got out of there. I think we did. I don't remember. This was <laughs> this was in 1996. Maybe. Did you, did you ever, like, um, go through that stage where, you know, where you were up for two days and then you're trying to find something and you're looking like shit? Yeah. How did you come down? Uh, like, uh, man, like a Xanax or something? Oh, man, I've been there, bro. Nice. I've been there, man. I've been there. Man, yeah. When those I came home. home and my whole stomach looked like I had like a, a saliva all over it. Dude, hey, those day, hey guys, those days are over. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I got bad oh, jokes. Yeah, That's man. my shit. I'm a Jew. <laughs> I'm a Jew. I got grandpa jokes. <laughs> well, actually, hey, here's a grandpa joke. I actually did my Forever 23 test. What's it called? 23 and Me. I did my for- <laughs> I did my Forever 23 and Me test. <laughs> And it said that I'm ha- it said I'm half German and half Jewish, which explains why I want to kill myself. <laughs> I thought, oh man, my other jokes got a better laugh. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, the, hey, there's the lesson I was talking about before. When you try too hard, it don't happen. When you don't try, <laughs> yeah, everybody in the chat is jealous of your life. <laughs> You've left into hey, a lot of stuff. It's lonely in the middle. There's nobody on the top. Man. <laughs> oh, what'd you say at the end? That's Ronnie Dangerfield. Hey, it's, lo- it's, it's lonely on the bottom with, the, with the no one on top. Oh, I, oh, that's good. Damn, I thought I made that up. Maybe I saw Oh, you said middle, so it's original. Oh, yeah, but it still could have came up with the best. <laughs> Ronnie Dangerfield was the best, man. His story is inspiring because he quit and did aluminum siding for 30 years and then came back in his 60s and blew up, so it's never too late. Yeah. Yeah, I'm planning. On, that's my plan. I want to blow up at 62. Rodrigo, <laughs> well, what's up, bro? They're all quiet and shit. What up, dog? Chilling, dog. Let's crack it. <laughs> Take something out of the refrigerator, bro. Show the refrigerator. I, I can't show it to you, but I, you, who wants a jarritos, dog? Oh, oh yeah. Man, those are good. Little my jarritos. Boy, yeah, my boy Riff Rap calls them jarjitos. <laughs> some jorjitos. Yeah, the aguapo one's the best. Oh, <laughs> dude, that shit is bomb, dog. I never had that one, but I yes, oh, which one? The mango one. I didn't like. Uh, you didn't like it? I like all of them, dude. Hey man, we drove. 
we drove for a fucking like five hours, right? To on the way, yeah, on the, on the way back. Because we didn't want to be on a plane with a lot of people, so we drove to the show. And man, it's no, it was pretty empty in the freeway, man. Like nobody in the desert, nobody going yeah. anywhere. Just till we got to the city, that was it, huh? We saw cops immediately. Phoenix PD, don't fuck around. Phoenix is a trip. That's one of those weird places that you think like Detroit or, you know, you know, Compton scary. You go to Phoenix and there's those long ass blocks that are like eight miles long. And if you make the wrong turn out on those alleys, you're like, this is extra creepy for some reason. Phoenix is a trip. There's oh, a lot man. of homeless people in Phoenix. My, my first time, I always talk about this, but when I first went to Phoenix, I don't know how I ended up, man, at a swingers club. Whoa. <laughs> Wasn't that in Scottsdale? He said, I don't know how I ended up. <laughs> it was like 30 bucks. It was 30 bucks to get in and couples $40 for both. Two loads to get out. So we paid 30 bucks to get in, me and another comedian. And Did you man, play? man, it was like Did you swing? <laughs> Imagine the people that had heart attacks and fell off buildings at the Capitol building takedown. We're all naked, bro, at the same time. It wasn't good looking people? Hell no, bro. They never are. Saggy balls, bro. huh? There was a lady, bro, who looked like Alice from the Brady Bunch. <sighs> she was taking on four truck driver, bro, who looked like the cast of King of the Hill. They were, they were doing it so everybody could watch. It was all it was wide open. Like, as soon as I got in there, I looked over there. My friend called me, the comedian, and we, I looked, and it was a jacuzzi. I don't know how many people been in it. And she was uh, standing on it. And then, like, she was standing on it, and she was, like, going down like a hyena with a broken back. <laughs> going down on somebody <laughs> and taking turns, you know? <clears throat> and um, the life. another guy was behind her. And my friend who I came with, I don't know where this fool found food in there, man. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> have a so kitchen. The bathroom, and he has cheese nibs, a little bag of cheese nibs. And I, I, we're watching this go down. I asked him, bro, where'd you get the cheese nibs? And then it was over there. And I looked over there, and there was like this chubby-ass lady, bro, with like chubby-ass legs. And she's wearing like a nightgown and underwear. It's because everybody wants to do her too, I guess. Yeah. She's putting all the food there, bro. Cheese nibs, fish sticks, chicken tenders, and um, cheese nibs. <clears throat> and, and chips, bro, and nachos. That's, That's good. Good. I didn't think, I didn't see the swinger party going that route. <laughs> Can't get down on an empty stomach. Anybody from Phoenix that's watching this podcast, it's called um, Encounters. Encounters. I thought there was going to be a big story at the end of that. It ended up just being him showing up with cheese. I, I thought Scottsdale was a swinger town. It was to go down, but there were like other people dancing. And then um, some other guy brought his lady, and I guess he didn't want nobody to get involved. So a bunch of dudes were just staring like this with their hoodies, bro. Uh, I'm next. <laughs> I think it was okay to watch. I guess voyeurism, I guess. Oh yeah, this bro, and I was like, I was like a bro, lost dog. Like, I I felt like violated, but I, asked, I was, bro, I was like the dude that asked too many questions. Like, what's, what's going on right here? 
They look <laughs> shit, dog. And I look, all right, I know that this brother taking down his lady, bro, and everybody watching, bro, like, yeah, like. And then, like, but and then my friend goes, I'm, I'm gonna get more cheese nips. Do you want some? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he ruined the moment for everybody. Everybody went, this guy. <laughs> then they had, a, they, they had a upstairs, and upstairs, they had like this. Old school big screen TVs, bro. Like they're never gonna bring that shit back down, dude. It was too heavy. <laughs> and they were showing um BBW porn, like triple X. And there was a bed there too. You wanna watch porno in a bed, or there was also bed, there was like chairs behind the bed if you wanna watch, we really let you or or a bunch of uh, uh you know, a little shower to wash yourself off, you know, if you wanna like, jump you in. What's the point? <laughs> Got a little sweaty back What's there. What's the point of washing yourself off when everything's so nasty already? Doggy points. <laughs> <laughs> but you never been to anything like that, bro? Like the Playboy Mansion? Okay, I got Playboy. What's different from that, huh? So, I, got, I got. If people already don't hate me enough for me bragging, uh, I went. People to the loving your story. Road, I went to Playboy Mansion a few times. So here's the story. When he first got divorced, I think it was 99 or 2000, Hef got divorced. And everybody I knew was like, it's on, Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Single, man. And I knew, I knew my good friend was his assistant's son. So my boy knows Hef. And he's like, look, dude, here's the deal. Everybody and their mother wants to get back into the Playboy Mansion. I'm going to hook you up. So I got in. Through my boy, luckily, because I wouldn't have got in without him, because it's like 10 to 1 and all this shit, girls to guys. And it was just like, I, so I remember going to Playboy Mansion and I was going for a while. Like, it's just, man, it's like everything you think. I seen people fucking in the bushes, a dude come out of the bathroom with Coke on his nose. I was like, this is like an 80s movie. I love it. And uh, I've seen celebrities doing crazy shit, but I'm not a rat, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> I saw Charlie Sheen suck his own dick. Just kidding. Um, and, and, uh, and then what happened, what, what had happened was I fucking started sneaking my friends in because I was going alone and I wanted to share it with a friend. So what I did was I had What's a second. Ezone? Huh? Well, we know a guy named Ezone who let everybody in. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> it's good to share. So, the last guy got caught. Well, this is what happened. So I was getting my friends and it was working for like, you know, maybe four parties because they're every few months and and what happened was i would give my friend who kind of like another white dude who looks kind of like me i'd give them my id and i would let them go ahead of me and check in and then i'd show up 10 minutes later and they'd be like oh, what do you mean simon you already checked in i'm like somebody snuck in on my id that's bullshit and they'd let me in so <laughs> then i'd meet my boy in there and we'd fucking blow it up playboy mansion da, da, da. they found out they caught me doing it and the they banned me from the playboy mansion and then I had to send flowers to the lady for like years because I was like, come on. And then she never let me back in. And then years later, Too Short brought me as his guest. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. How are the cheese nips over there? Playboy Mansion. Some nips. Playboy Mansion to do a comedy show and it was all family, man. There was like a, bu a bunch of, um, there was nothing going down, bro. And, and when I saw the people that were there, man, I'm glad they. Oh, they were Rich Little and Jeffrey Ross. I don't want to see them naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I That's think so I've had, 
You Hefner was now engaged again. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why yeah. it was a family affair. 2011. Yeah, yeah, that's when it was over. It was from like two. It was like 99 to 08 or something was the window, maybe 2010. And then there'd be random parties like once a year, like Midsummer Night Dream or something. But yeah, I got banned from the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Damn. So you haven't been back since then? Yeah, but too short. When he brought me back, he got me this in. This is a kid. No. Did they, not, give you, they didn't give you any shit about it? They didn't realize I was his guest by then. It was years later. Okay. But That's funny. Yeah, I don't know what's cooler, going with too short or getting banned. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got banned right on time. Yeah, it turned pretty lame after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that happened. Wow. Yeah, I got crazy stories, but I don't remember most of them. That's the problem with smoking weed your whole life. Like, people tell me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. We killed those two people in a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I seriously, man, my life's been a crazy ride, but... Hey, I'm, yeah. People yeah. hit me up too. They go, man, we hung out, man, after the show, and we smoked. And I said, I don't remember, man, but all right. Dude, come, you know <laughs> I mean? we meet so many people, it's not right. And then I hate when people do, or I, I, when people are like, dude, we met in Vegas. I'm like, I automatically get the hall pass if it's Vegas. <laughs> or if they're like, we met at Coachella. I'm like, bro, I was banged up, dude. I didn't well, even. I handed you a clean condom, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, so, tell us about your parties at the Sunset Room. <laughs> oh, man. Sunset Room, dude. That was a place where, like, if you had a whole bunch of friends on MySpace, you're like a celebrity, dude. Good times, man. Damn. Those guys, <laughs> that's crazy. That was, like, 2005 was MySpace, and that was the beginning of, like, smartphones and social media, and that's when it, the game changed because, like, then everybody was – now everyone's a rat. You can't go nowhere. Everyone's tagging you and shit. Like, yeah. you know, like the whole shit changed. <laughs> that was – that was the end of the era before when you could just live and create, do whatever you want and not everyone's filming everything. Like, you know what I mean? Before MySpace, did you have like a lot of girlfriends that didn't know about each other or what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know, <laughs> right? And other one, man, motherfucker will be tagging you and he's not even there. You're, you, you could be sitting at home while you were tagged at the Hilton. I love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, those days are over. I know, man. People will find you now. They'll go find you, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's you a trip. Just, you, you could just put your name down and Google yourself and see how many photos show up. They say that people, the average person, is on camera somewhere about seventy times per day. What? That's Damn. that's the average. Like whether it's surveillance cameras, store cameras, you know, somebody catching you on their cell phone that. We're constantly uh, seen. It's easy to track your steps from beginning to end, you know? Man, that's why, shit, that's why everyone's a pussy <laughs> now. Back in the 90s, <laughs> get, back in the 80s and 90s, I, man, shit was crazy. You'd see people get beat up, no reason. All shit was going on. Now it seems like everyone's on their best behavior. I guess it's a good thing, but... I know, yeah. man. Before, man, <clears throat> when people would get arrested when I was a little kid and they put the fucking camera on them, they'd be going like this, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they need to screw up. Even if they were handcuffed, they were like this, dog. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day, that's true. And I was like, look, ever since like people like John Gotti, I guess you know, made it popular to get arrested, you know, and those type of people, everybody wants to be famous when they get arrested. 
go buy my album. You know, I got beats for sale. Go, yeah. I'll go at OG Louis the Thirteenth. ASAP <laughs> Fergie, get at me. Yeah. <laughs> that street cred. That's right. Like, like that girl that just got secret, fingered right? recently. You ever been locked up? I'm pretty sure you got street cred with the Estes. Uh, I did seven years in uh, Geronimo Jail. Is that real? No, I'm just made it. Is that real? No, I... Uh, you must I'll have been a reservation. <laughs> hey, look. I went, Rodrigo, I went you're, to, you're behind Lisa, bro, in that in, uh, image. <laughs> Which one? Oh. <laughs> uh, I went to Juvie in Oakland, and that was kind of crazy. Actually, I had to do weekends because if I... I won't even tell the whole story, but basically, I'll give you the thirty-two second version. Me and my boy found a wallet. Me and my boy found a wallet on a gas pump. We opened it up. The ID looked just like it. Oh, that happened to me, dude. Hey, this was back in the this was ninety early nineties. Found the wallet, opened it up. We're like, that looks like your cousin. Let's get her and go shopping. So we go shopping with a, a wallet, ID, credit card. Turns out it was a police officer's wallet that we. We got wow. impersonating officer, grand theft, and forgery. And they went to jail because they were over 18. And I went to juvie. But then my public pretender got me instead of a week straight, I got to do weekends for like six weeks. So I'd go in on the weekends so I could graduate high school because I wasn't going to get to cross the stage. And that would have sucked. That's a good lawyer, bro. They offered me a deal. It was a public <laughs> pretender. And then, uh, yeah. So I, so I got street cred. They want to show up your school records to court, bro. Man. <laughs> hey. Yeah, man. I still, hey, to this day, I still apologize to my mom because she's, when I was, I was like, I think I was 17 years old. And she reminded me that when we were sitting in court, she's reprimanding me. And I just looked at her and I'm like, your breath stinks. And she was like, I wanted to slap you right there in the courtroom. You were the worst. And I think back when I was 16, 17, I was the worst kid ever. So every Thanksgiving or Christmas, I apologize to my mom for that. You are <laughs> reprimanded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, week in jail. <laughs> yeah. I never got like, I never did like damage as a 17 year old to get busted, man. I like, I was, I was there when it happened, but I was too far away from the guy who actually did it to get caught. Like, I look for the, I see the cops are coming, but I'm like two blocks away. And I never got caught. Only one time, like, I, I was like in a stolen car, but I didn't know it was stolen. And yeah, right. Let me go. I <laughs> 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 walk home. <laughs> hey, what kind of car? You're looking like a nice kid. Get out of the car. I never want to see you again. What kind of car do you drive? Can I, let me see if I get three guesses to what kind of car you drive. Okay. All right. Number, number one. Driving number now? One. Number one. Stolen. Kidding. That's a good one. If you're doing like um, talking to the audience and you pick anybody out, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then you, you could change it up for the race, you know, like the white guy. <laughs> I'm going to pick three other ones. Your mom bought it, you know, or your dad bought it. Yeah. Or it's a yeah, if it's a Persian guy. It's a beamer. <laughs> Give me some Armenian, Rodrigo. What kind of car do you have? I have a very special uh, BMW, bro. Straight from... This is the Armenian rocket, bro. 
<laughs> this one right here comes right here. It comes your on arm hair when you go 90, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's the car, Simon? Let's hear the cars. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Before I get to that, I have a question. <laughs> Why, it's funny how you could do a Russian accent, but it's not racist. But if you were to do a Japanese accent, they would be racist. <laughs> Achoo! Yeah. Because they're white. I think because Russians are white, so they don't get to be. Those are those are lady in my show that was Japanese and she didn't get the the, the jokes. She's not, I don't think she really pay attention, huh? <laughs> well, that guy, that woman's that woman's husband emailed you, didn't he? And he yeah. said, "Sorry, my wife is Japanese. She didn't really understand, but she was laughing. She thought it was funny." Uh, we're laughing at this. <laughs> 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 It was a good, man. It was some, man. It was funny, man. There was some people that got kicked out. Your <laughs> <laughs> sister emailed us, bro. I said, what, what, what did she say? Lisa? Oh. For Arizona shows? About the people that got kicked out. Uh, oh, no. She just said, oh, she said, uh, oh, it was my gift to my dad and my brother or dad and husband or something like that. And she said, and we got kicked out. Um, she was all mad. She emailed Felipe for some reason, but you said something that she was kicked out because they were all yapping about something, right? At the end of the night, everybody knew where they were from and what neighborhood. <laughs> they were talking so much. They right? were, they were so pumped. loaded. They, they, they were telling them to shut up. The, they were just warning. The first warning, imagine you guys, and before they could say anything, he just said, they're kicking us out. <laughs> they let the girl finish. They were publicists, Doug. In Arizona, right? Yeah, dude. To, um, Joe, Joe Adele from the fucking California, from the Los Angeles Angels that first showed up to our show. Yeah, man. And oh, yeah, they're new, huh? He's, he's new, right? This is his first rookie. season? He's a rookie. He hasn't even played in front of a live audience. That's going to be weird when that first happens. Um, hey, hey, how would you want to handle the pandemic? If this would have happened during like their MTV days, yeah, yeah, I always think about that because I'm just glad it happened at this point in my life where I don't have feel like I'm missing out on shit. If I was young, I'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm going that year, whatever." Like I probably just want to live, but I'm, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I'm at the I'm in the sweet age in my 40s where I'm not, you know, in my 70s where it's a health risk, and I'm not in my 20s where I'm missing out on shit. So I'm just like, I, I think I'm all right, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, you said that. Uh, you, like, you know, I'm pretty sure you've done a lot of damage for half of us here. And um, but man, in the news today, they cut a they cut an underground. Who, who they bust with you that underground place? Oh, that uh, that uh, it's a swinger spot. That one was in um, <clears throat> what city was that? Long Beach. Long Beach. No, Long really, Beach. it was like industry or something, wasn't it? City of industry. City of industry. No. I, I know what it, it is. Under, it was an underground swingers party, and they were they, they were arresting everybody there, even the security guard. It was like South LA, dude. I think. Yeah, dude, I have it right here. So, oh, because of COVID, because they're they're too, they, I'm sure they weren't six feet swinging. <laughs> Unless you got a big ass dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was in a warehouse in South Los Angeles. It was in a warehouse in South Los Angeles. It was a swingers club and a strip bar, huh? Yeah, over the weekend, there was at least 200 people were in attendance. 
Places cost five hundred bucks to get in. Adults only, super spreader event. Well, what if they got all tested first? Uh, they didn't say that. It was a swingers party. They were swapping more than just spouses. Wow, and jizz. Uh, Doug Burnell. Uh, you call, be, be honest, Rodrigo. You called the cops on them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Super uh, dude, the taco man is gone, dude. Super spreading the legs. Uh, Rodrigo called the cops on I, the I heard, man. I, 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 heard he, I heard he went back to Rubido. <laughs> Imagine do that. We're on the street. How old are you going to be, bro, to get caught like that, dog? Oh my god! But dude, like those people look like they're in their thirties too, dude. Somebody must have like, somebody must have got pissed off or got kicked out last week and called the cops on them, bro. Dude, oh, for sure. yeah, somebody dude. Fuck, somebody fucked his wife real good. I, I'm just somebody that didn't want to put a condom on and a mask. Dude, I'm just astounded at the horniness, bro. <laughs> like, what's going on, dude? You're not getting it at the house. Why do you got to swing, bro? But, imagine. These people are actually spending a lot of money to get into these places, huh? I guess it's 500 bucks a head or a couple. I heard yeah, you're getting cheaper if you bring a girl, though. Yeah, usually. Do you think everybody gets I laid? Or it, how much? <sighs> Do you think everybody gets laid? Or, oh, it's suck if you pay that much money and then you don't get laid, huh? I bet you 20 bucks there's a handful of dudes that don't get nothing, dog. I so bet you twenty bucks. A few of those women there are prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's probably what's going on, probably majorly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's what's going on sometimes. Not, there aren't a lot of. I mean, there are some women who go along with that stuff, but there aren't a lot of well, women you could talk to. Was uh, well, they haven't mentioned uh, that was uh, sex trafficking. Yeah. Well, they let they let a girl out on a stretcher, man. That's crazy. What? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the four hundred five was packed on the way there. It was sex trafficking. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Sex traffic. It was a, a sig alert. <laughs> you stopped. are out of your lane. <laughs> you have been reprimanded. His <laughs> <laughs> most said his mom reprimanded me. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> You've been reprimanded, young man. So my, my guy, my dad got me in a souffle when I got I was called shoplifting, bro. He gave you a souffle. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, did a, he did a wrestling move on me, the suplex. Oh, the suplex, right? That's yeah. I fucking love wrestling, bro. Back in the days. That's that's actually, yeah. Suplex that's is actually. I had to get away, bro. Suplex, wrestling. suplex is actually French for child abuse. <laughs> See, I'm doing all right. I'm hitting five. Hey. I'm hitting I'm going to be here all week, you know? <laughs> it's James, look like you fall off a building too, huh? Trying to climb something, huh? <laughs> well, wait, what is this? I don't, maybe, I, maybe I missed that part of the news. People fell off the Capitol? Yeah. Off the wall, dude. They were trying they to climb the I didn't see that. Some of these guys, most of these guys, they were their mom. Like, they were interviewing a lady, and she said that... Um, she knew there was something wrong when he didn't make his bed that morning. <laughs> Dude, a lot of those guys didn't do a push-up since the Boy Scouts. I know oh, a yeah. guy that um, f- forgot to take his medicine, man. It's Jerito. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even make Jerito anymore? Yeah. I think where he's from is. Canadian generic. I think if you remember Jeritol, you might need some Jeritol. Oh, one, one of the moms said, I don't know what happened. He said he was going to go buy a, a case of uh, old, 
of uh, old Milwaukee never came back. Oh, Milwaukee. <laughs> come back to light this fire. Yeah. What's yeah, up, I know, I know. Ooh, podcast? What's up, fool podcast? Hey, one of the security guards where I sometimes um I, I, I go to the shop, that fool said, um, I asked that fool, bro, what happened, bro? I thought you were gonna be in DC. He goes, he he looks at the fucking manager of the of the medicinal shop. I couldn't get the days off. <laughs> he goes, yeah, they I'm said, gonna go there for the twentieth. They said Airbnbs are uh, canceling all the reservations and preventing anybody yeah. from booking rooms over there or booking um Airbnb over there <laughs> in the surrounding area of the capital. They just so, want locals, huh? So is there gonna be more shit going down, you think? They're they're expecting they're expecting it. The FBI put it out. They've got all the National Guard flooding hmm. the town. And, uh, there are more guns in um, in fucking um, Indio, Coachella, 29 Palms, and fucking Joshua Tree. More guns in that area than there was in the Capitol Hill that, that, that fucking um, takedown. Oh, for sure, man. People in the desert, bro. Like People living in the desert, like, besides um, our guests. Simon Rex, they look weird, bro. Like they have stockpiles. They look at you, bro. Like they want to tell you a story, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a trip. Every time I pull over and I meet one of these guys, they just stare at the car or they want to talk, bro. Like, hey, man, that car looks like it's from the future. I have not <laughs> seen people. Well, that's and how the I dog, the dog looks like he's cactus, bro. That's how it is. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm not a gun person, but I got two guns now just because I'm out in the middle of nowhere and I got a friend of mine. brother. You call me a... Between <laughs> the beach, bro. He, uh, I got a buddy of mine who's a sheriff in Big Bear. It's like an hour away. So he drove down and he teaches me like tactical, like how to shoot guns. And I got a couple guns and I'm not a gun guy at all. But he's like, listen, where you're at out here in the middle of nowhere, ain't no one coming to help you. You're on your own. Yeah, you need, you need one out there. So I got one, and now I'm gun guy, and it's weird. But, again, out of my comfort zone. Crazy, Come here, baby gun. Oh, got me a little 22 player. What? Everybody stop getting shot. shot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any guns in our house. I don't want any guns. I'm sorry. Only these guns, eh? I'm not against other people having guns. It's not, not from my house. No. What about a samurai sword? What are you going to do with that? I've got a stun gun. I've got two stun guns, and I've got knives mm. stashed in places. In case somebody comes in, I'm home alone a lot, you know? I'd, so, like, I'd like to think if somebody came to my place, I have the capability of lunging at them like a rare barracuda and biting off their dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why their dick? Why is their dick out? Because they're not doing nothing after that. If you bite their finger, they'll be just annoyed. If you bite their face, well, it depends where on the face, but I uh. think... Right for the dick, and, uh, and I feel like after that they'd be like, "This motherfucker's crazy." It's like I always said, if I really went to jail my first day in uh, to survive, I would just, you know, you always hear the story to to be the craziest one so people don't fuck with you. But I would I would pretend I was really gay, and then the first dude I meet, I'd go down on him and bite his dick off, and and then they'd be like, "This dude's crazy," you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gonna go like that. <laughs> you do it, dude. Hey, you gotta hold him down next time. <laughs> this, this 
plan is not very good. Hey, you took a lot of liberties, kid. Martin Rizzo said that don't work. Hey, hey, boo, hey, boo. He he had it all planned out, Doc. Hey. For the record, I wouldn't bite their dick off. I'd bite their balls off. There you go. Bite their ears off. Well, I like that. Or yeah. Well, so, do, we, do your podcast, yeah, man? Yeah, man, dude. I have a new episode out uh, that came out yesterday, and we also have a new episode of Los Podcasters of Norte with Martin yeah. Rizzo. And That's episode 37 and 78. Yeah. Can, uh, I did Simon Rex podcast, too, fool. Yeah. What's, called, the, what's the name of your podcast? It's called Nervous Rex. I got some good guests because I've met so That's many. That's a good name. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I, I've met so many interesting people in the 25 years I've been on this crazy life. So I, I, I'm like, let me get a favor. I'll ask these celebrities. Let me get an hour. But it's interesting. The most interesting guests are the ones who are the real boys. Like I just interviewed the sheriff I was talking about. And then it just to hear like he's a Navy SEAL. So his stories to me, that's more interesting than like a Hollywood celebrity talking about movies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I just had that cop on yet. Yeah. And his name's Nate Von Uhl, if you guys want to check it out. It's really interesting. It but then I remember I hit up Charlie Sheen because I wanted him on the podcast. And I was like, Charlie, I need a favor. He's like, whatever you need. I was like, will you do my podcast? He's like, Simon, everybody, I get that question every day. And I tell everybody <laughs> the same thing. No, but for you, I'll do it. So I'm the only person to ever get Charlie Sheen on a podcast. You, so so funny. Funny. you don't want nobody to know. Huh? <laughs> Huh? Tom his own dick, so he he, he want to, to get out there. <laughs> yeah, you remember that. Right? He didn't want to tell that story. Caleb Gillison in. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so cool. Um, just to up a little note out there, um, comedian Johnny Roque, who has the Johnny Roque news now with um, Johnny Roque? Hospital glasses. Um, that <laughs> fool, uh, his whole family caught coronavirus. Yeah. We're gonna have Johnny on, and we're gonna talk about it later on if he has time for us. Hopefully, but, but they got better now, so that's good, you know. I took a Corona test today, brothers. Me too. You did? Me too. Well, how was it? Saliva? Yeah. Um, I was actually in Venice today, and an ambulance rolls up, and they're like, "We're giving out free COVID tests right now. Here, you get the results in 24 hours." I was like, "All right." I got tested a week ago because I went to Miami for a week, which was not very responsible of me, but I kept it cool. Just you know, I didn't go out too much. I just you know stayed at my boy's crib, jet skied, pimped it. It was great. And then I was like, "Fuck, I shouldn't have flown to Miami." I took a test there and passed, but that was a week ago. So anyway, today I, I took one too. Just to know, just to know in case you got it and you don't know, you don't want to be giving that shit around, you know? Man, I hate to sound like a mom and daddy, but Peter, Simon, you need to, you need to stop fucking with food and bands, eh? With what? You need, you need to just talk, stop going inside people's vans you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the fucking blue and shit. <laughs> hey, the story. Like, I remember my neighborhood. A truck full of, two trucks full of fucking um, Huggies showed up. And I said, uh, we, we, we work for the medical, whatever. And he goes, Any, anybody wants, we're giving away uh, two boxes of Pampers for <clears throat> one medical sticker. Fool, who walked away with a bunch of medical, bro. I don't know how much money they made, but they were they bought, they sold a lot of Huggies, dog. 
Wow. They rub their body, basically, right? That's There's a mad muscle. Yeah. Well, what are they, like fake vouchers or real ones? Oh, they were real. These people are welfare. They got a little med- medical. When you go a to the hospital, a broken leg, you take out a sticker and it pays for it. So oh. They were trading them for diapers, bro, huggies. They still oh. got, there's still babies out there, huh? damn dude are you serious they were like they literally went out there with a, with a truck full of huggies and asked these poor ladies if you want to buy diapers just um give us you, you can pay with your medical sticker because um we work for the hospital they're they all dressed in white so they started unloading boxes of fucking diapers bro like big boxes two of them to to whoever wanted one. Another day was peel a sticker with their name on it and they put it right there. And then I guess these motherfuckers took that and charged a doctor that was they were working with that they worked that they were treated and they built it to the city or the government bro. And took Damn, dude. And all it cost them with a box of fucking huggies. Times are getting crazy. That's crazy. What'd you say, Lisa? I said that's crazy. Hey, uh, Rodrigo, somebody wants to know if your podcast is on YouTube. No, it's not. Just on uh, it's on right parlor. now. Uh, hell no. But right now, mm-hmm. just audio. It's on parlor. It's on parlor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, bro. <laughs> the right chicken wing. <laughs> Parlor's off, too. They're all dark, right? They're going to go soon, bro. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. I understand, like, getting kicking them off Twitter or whatever. That's your company to do that. I don't know about the internet, kicking them off the internet completely. I don't know. I don't know. Cause you can't even get on the website itself. Like I I understand maybe your app store doesn't want to, you know, carry the app, but to not allow them to run on the, on the internet. I don't know. Cause that's what happened to Alex Jones, right? You have to go to his website to get his stuff now. Yeah. I I mean, shouldn't the FCC at some point be involved in that? Or are they involved at all in regulating internet? James, I don't think FEC does not internet. I know of. Not at all, right? No, not at all, no. There's no standard. I mean, that's the thing. It's kind of the Wild West still in terms of... And it's left to each country, right? Yeah, but Amazon basically is the host so they of their website. Like Amazon, AWS is our host and storage. Like we, we use them for our website too. But uh, they, ha- they made the decision to pull the hosting. And I guess now they'll have trouble finding a new host because of their reputation already. So I, I don't know. I just, even though I don't agree with them, I just, I feel like they should be allowed to have, be, have their website. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Until those companies get treated like utilities, they're going to be able to right. make all the decisions they want. Yeah. You chimed in. So he has to go on TV now to do like uh, to talk to people now. It's crazy. Well, he had Jim Jordan read a statement on the yeah. floor today. Like that's the only way he can he could call the press and you know. He's being conference. dramatic right now. He's being, yeah, he's being dramatic. Brother Trump tried to get at me a Yahoo Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> you tell people for me. Hey, hey fool, Earthlink. A fool sent me a Ned Juno disc. I <laughs> am, uh, bro. Uh, he, he's on the party line now, uh, Trump. He could, uh, though. That's fine. 
The party line, bro. <laughs> January 20, bro, I'm going to be at fucking Joshua Tree with Simon Rex and fucking Jerry, bro, chilling, smoking bud on top of a tank, bro. Yeah. Ready, bro. yeah. Yeah, geriatric. Why not have bullets, eh? We're gonna get it, we're gonna take it from the MacArthur Museum down the street, bro. There we're we gonna go. be on top of the fucking dinosaurs, bro. Ready, dog. Uh, ready for the insurrection? Hey, bro, hey, I, wanna hey. go there. I wanna go I wanna go to the dinosaur, bro, when they're open, Rodrigo. I want you to go in there and fart and then we record everybody getting out eh? here. <laughs> getting gassed. Hey, where do uh where do dinosaurs um where do dinosaurs put their vehicles? Where? Jurassic Where? parking lot. Hey. I was going to say a, a Garagosaurus Rex or something. <laughs> Garagosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, yours was better. I lobbed you up. See how I do you? Thank you, bro. Do you want any of those other places where they're going to talk? What is the parlor? No, Cameo. I do Cameo. cameo. I do Cameo. Yeah. What's your cameo? Let everybody know right here. I think it's just Simon Rex, but that's the shit. I, that that's been I've been surviving off that shit this whole time. Oh yeah, blessing. bro. Fuck that. I don't care. People. Some people look down on it. I'm like, yo, hey, I get bro. to make someone's day. I'm making cameo my cameo is like the only fans for men. Hell yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. I love cameo. Uh, and you get to make somebody's day. Like, why would you do that on the street and take a picture with someone and say, "What? Up? Why not do it for fucking a little cash and everybody wins?" You know. So, so you make mad money from that. I mean, not mad money. I make four hundred grand a year. Just kidding. That's tight. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cool, uh, yeah, that guy Kevin from the, the guy, this Kevin from the office. You made a million. A mil, right? Off cameo. Fred made three hundred eighty-seven dollars. <laughs> And that's Mark with your... Huh? No, I'm joking. About his <laughs> oh, we're working on it, brother. We're working on it. I'm going to have Burr on there. Then I'm going to have Rogan. And I'm talking to Dan Cook again. We're going to get all the heavy hitters on my cameo, bro. Who's that? You- Is that Willie Nelson? <laughs> Fuck it. D-Del Ray, dog. Oh, that's a robot. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But camera, you're pretty much cutting out the middleman, you know? The money just Yeah, goes- Martin, that's what you're doing, Ken. You're I did, bro. You're a brain, bro. <laughs> so um, funny. So uh, what you got planned for the future? Any like shows? What you're hearing out there, man? They're gonna open up concerts. Yeah, that's probably gonna be the last thing to open up is live music. And even if it does, all these venues are closing. So who knows if I'll do any more dirt nasty shows? But hey, I'll do it if they come. But I don't see it happening soon. But well, driving shows, huh? Driving shows. They're, they're I would very do that. Show. I would. I would do that. But people would drive out pretty quick once I got on stage. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's the ones you don't try. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not much of a planner, Felipe. I'm not much of a planner, which is like I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, that's like my motto in life is like no plans ever because I hate when I'm like, yeah, Wednesday night we're doing dinner at eight, and then there's a Warriors game on or a Niners game. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go to do. Like, I don't want to make plans. I just want to go with the flow. My mom hates it, but I think it's the best way to kind of go through life is just no plans and just wing everything and just be a leaf in the wind. So I have no plan for the future. I never had a plan and it's worked out so far, but maybe I should change and start being a planner. I've never been like the note guy or the, you know, like I just, I don't I know. Plan, I would die <laughs> if I, if I couldn't plan shit out. Oh, I, I don't know how people live like that. But your life has turned out pretty well. 
I just had that way. Like gravity, bro. Just go with the flow, bro. Like a leaf on a stick, bro, on a slow stream. But check it out. In the air, bro. Like Nelly Furtado, fool. I'm like, I heard heard a quote once that happiness is life. (laughs) I heard a quote, happiness is life minus expectations. Because you know how whenever you have an expectation of like, it's going to be dope on New Year's Eve and it never is. Never is on New Year's Eve. No, and when you read 10 reviews (laughs) for movies. I don't know what you did for New Year's Eve, but. (laughs) But you know what I mean? We were at the swinger party. Yeah, you're right, man. Um, before we go, one more story, or I don't know if there's a story even. I don't believe this guy, but he said, tell everybody about with the time you met Tupac. Oh, yeah. I interviewed Tupac on MTV, and uh, this was right before he died. I was the last person to interview him on MTV, and uh, I was working and I was working at this place. The last words. It was a party. Yeah, it was a party in L.A., and I was working, doing hosting shit. And then I smoke a joint with my producer afterwards. We smoked a joint because work was over. Oh, and all of a sudden, they go, Tupac just got here. You got to interview him. Live, live on TV, on MTV. And I go, I go, I'm too stoned to interview him. They go, don't worry, he's stoned too. <laughs> and they handed me the mic and I interviewed Tupac live. And it's on YouTube. It's a trip because I'm so high. If you watch it, I'm so stoned that I'm just looking at the floor going, uh-huh, like I couldn't even look at him. Because I'm like, damn, this is Tupac. And to be real, I've never been a huge Tupac fan. I was more of a Biggie fan. I mean, I love Tupac from the Bay, but I was never like buying all his albums. But when he walked in the room, of all the celebrities I've ever met, I think he was the biggest star. Like his charisma and how he lit up the room might have been. uh, He had something I've never seen before. You know? Yeah, that's fucking cool, bro. Right here, I got the interview. Oh, oh yeah, there's your side, bro. All clean, clean cut. Yeah. Looks yeah. like a Kennedy. Yeah, that was 1996, bro. That was That was Hey, how about this? That was This one said he was 12. Wow, bro. <laughs> you were born in 96, Homer. Come on, Kennedy. Imagine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Straighten your hair, Kennedy. Watch that show going. Come on, come on, Daisy Fuentes. It's <laughs> the second time you mentioned Daisy Fuentes. What's up? <laughs> what happened to her? I always wonder what happened to Daisy. What happened to her, dog? Look her up. She probably got married program. to some rich dude and just fell out. Yeah, Holy Matola, dude, huh? Something like that. I think. Got her heart by Simon Rex. <laughs> And yeah. Luis Miguel. Yeah, she was cool, though. She was cool. <laughs> that was a weird attitude. <laughs> Let's end on that note. <laughs> what happened, bro? There's more behind that. Hey, bro, you know, right, like, have a celebrity that you see later on, you see her on stage, talk, like, talking, and you're like, this lying ass bitch did a, lot of bu- did a bump up my penis. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I never hooked up with her. I wish yeah, she was lying, though. I remember we used to watch, we used to watch, um, watch, we used to watch um, Survivor. And then there was a girl that that was on Survivor and she dated Joe Rogan. And then Joe Rogan would do bits about her at nighttime. And then sometimes people would cut the bits and put them on his page, JoeRogan.net. So we would always watch the Survivor and then he would talk about her. Uh, Ooh, man. 
What's up, bro? Give us something, dog. The fans are waiting, bro. You're you're in Joshua Tree, bro. You're safe. Jerry will be there with wood, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Come hey, seriously, come out and get weird one night and just check it out. You'll love it. It's a little cold right now, but in springtime, come see me and Jerry and uh we'll, we'll have- <laughs> you know what, bro? We should just fucking um invite James right there, bring slaughter by slower, do some psychedelics. Yeah, that's where you, that's where you do psychedelics. It's like you're in a dolly painting. It's so psychedelic out there. It's like that's one of the problems is everybody's like, I'm coming out there to do mushrooms this weekend. So then I gotta like I can't do mushrooms every weekend. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, you can. I'm on mushroom daddy. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to be like, you go ahead, man, go for a hike. Yeah, I'll be here, you know. Okay, bro, I go there, bro, with my, with a fucking some Mexican cokes, and we just watch Forensic Files. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, I watched your I watched your special out there. I watched your new special you, out man. there, and I'm just I'm just sitting by myself in the middle of the desert, and I was just watching your special, cracking up with the coyotes and shit. It was dope. <laughs> so the best times, man, when you happen to stumble on something that you really like, and you go, you know what? This is fucking funny. Like and that show on Donald's Playhouse. Which one? Oh, that show's badass. Yeah. What bro. show? Oh wait, shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> that drum. one? No. Everything's a drum. All right. Oh, that show. Oh, that show you're talking about. Oh, that's. I don't, I don't know. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't know about all that, dog. I'll see you. You guys should wrap up soon. Bye. What's well, so up? We got Simon Rex, one of our best guests of 2021, bro. Yeah. The I'm only the podcast. What? What happened? How many years now doing the podcast? Oh, it's been a little. Uh, over a year. I'm on like episode eighty-five, and uh, so it's been a little over a, a year. So I'm just, yeah, I mean, I just have fun with it. It's like I don't make much money. I got a couple little sponsors here and there, but it's more just to like do this. I love just talking with comedians and people, and like especially during the pandemic when I'm just sitting alone in the desert. Like this is my social life now. So I like, I'm digging it, man. It's fun. It's like therapy. Hey Simon, before I go, um, I read an article one time about whatever right you live at in Joshua Tree in that area, and it, there's a lot of mining spots. And um, it was an article about a phone, a public phone that's in the middle of the desert that's that's still a working phone, but you can't call out. But somehow people don't know the number and they call it, but you can answer it. I seen it. It's a pink. It's painted pink. I took a picture of it. It's like in the Mojave Desert, about an yes. hour from my place. Yeah, bro. I, 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 don't right? I don't know if it still works, but you, people were still bro, bro, bro. People will sit there back in um, two thousand four, two thousand three, and they'll fucking sit there next to that phone, smoke joints, drink beer, do psychedelics, and wait for the phone to ring. That's so cool. And then somebody will answer it. And then something will be like a lady from Germany who was there a while back, and she just says, what's up? But, um, yeah, man, people will go there and hang up by that phone. That's crazy. I seen it. Yeah, I took a picture of it and took a piss next to it. Ha! <laughs> There's a lot of places I want to go, dog. That's funny. Hey. You know, I hear that. I hear that in those towns, there's still old dynamite from the 1800s, and those could go off still to this day. It's dangerous. 
Yeah, dude, there's crazy shit out there, bro. It's like untouched. You go out there and you're like, man, it's like I'm going back in time, dude. It's just nobody out there, which I love. I just love like after, like I said, being around so many people for so long. I'm just like, I just want to be on my own little planet. And you go out there and it's just open. Like it does something to your psyche when you're just like, man, ain't no one around. Ah, I could breathe. Then you pull into LA and you're like, fuck. <laughs> I know what you mean, dog. What's up, fool, Rodrigo? What's up, man? Thank you, man. Martin Thank you, guys. Hey, I'm gonna tell you. Did you did you guys see that fight that was over there? I mean, I didn't know it was a fight when we we're in Phoenix at Stand Up Live. That guy that was beating his lady that was cheating on her. Oh That's shit! Because I, dude, I was over there by Vinny, uh, by the merchandise, and I seen a lot of people on the ledge right there because you can look over to the grass and that quad. And I seen a guy on top of the chick, and I, I thought he was giving her CPR. But then I ran back to the merch booth, and we went back the next day. Apparently, he was beating the shit out of her because. Her and another guy went to the show, and she was making out with her with them at that bar. And he showed up right then and there, dog, and dragged her down to the ground and he was cheating shit out of her. Crazy, huh, bro? Oh, hey. He's yeah, okay, dude. My, my show brings that type of that brings that, <laughs> brings that out of people. Bro. Hell yeah, dude! They get a, they get into the show, bro. They want to take it to the next level, bro. <laughs> Man, that was crazy because I didn't think that was happening. That's what was happening. No, only at the meatpack shows, bro. I know. <laughs> she turned into a sucia, bro. But you know what? She had a good time. And that's probably what they do every night, bro. She goes over there, makes out with somebody. He gets jealous. They pretend to fight in public. Then they go home, bro. And they have they have some wild making love, bro. Right, Hey, Philippe, do you remember that lady that broke her foot at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club at your show when she fell down the stairs? Yeah, that was days ago. Oh. The owner of the comedy club was his name, Fernando. Fernando. And Randy. Randy Randy and Fernando, they fucking ran and took a fucking picture of her fucking ankle to make sure it's not their fault. <laughs> Dude, you her waited ankle for was fucking like a, like a purple softball. Huh? Dude, you waited by her for the fucking ambulance, dude, the whole time, dude. It was fucking dope. <laughs> Looked like a little pink foot after. You should be buying tickets every time I go there, bro. Yeah. Simon Rex, what's up? Like I got, I got bo, bro. I got bo. This was fun. Thank you guys for having me. Right, man. Thank, you, man. Thank you, bro. You got it. Yeah, you guys do the best. I love you. Oh, Kai. Sorry. 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 Sorry.